0: good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you're at today's dharma talk is titled before the story before the story you know about the stories stories one damn story after another about everything constant chattering filling up the space with what they're like uh security blankets in the form of phrases of phraseology just constantly covering ourselves protecting but okay. the body-mind complex which we think we are that we are not that as i often say i'll say again because i want you to approach this in a way to receive it not to believe it this is believing If you believe anything you're blinding yourself there's nothing to believe although sometimes people use even teachers use the word belief in a way that uh, doesn't break down things in a way that or create things that are obstructions necessarily. So A little bit of belief is all right. It's when we lock down on something as a belief, an opinion, a conclusion. Even if the conclusion is relatively correct, it's still a disturbance as far as the spiritual path, as far as complete complete realization of your true nature. So before the story, it's like, what is it? How can there be before that? There needs to be some kind of a story about everything. Doesn't there need to be some kind of a story so we know what we're looking at, what we're doing, what we're thinking, what we're speculating about, what we're conversing about, you know, those things that people do in Bobby Shops conversations. closely at what those are, look, look closely at when any conversation between you and that other part of your mind, quite often hear, hear people say, well, part of me wants to, and then a part of me wants to, I mean, just deliberately, deliberately dividing ourselves into, because it's easier, it feels better to you know, kind of have that relative not knowing. I'm talking about an ultimate not knowing. If you're ready for it, I'm ready to point at it. So before the story, there's, uh, there's a, just very simple but There's just kind of a, not much going on. You're just there. You're just in a room. You're in a car. You're walking down a trail or a path, or walking through a department store or something. Not much going on. Little stories flicker here and there about, 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 about this slowly getting our bear, our our bearings from the point of view of self-centeredness of ego, protecting ourselves, advancing ourselves, protecting advancing. We have all kinds of stories about that. Now, the story between you and your child or you and your parent, very, very intense. It's not that those stories aren't, as I've said, as you already know, we don't have a relative truth to them, of course, but it's this, The grappling with that, struggling with that, pushing on that, pulling on that, reinterpreting, reinterpreting. Whatever happens, we don't want to receive it as it is. That is too terrifying to ego. Because anything that shows up as as not as not being other. If it's other we can run away. If it's other we can fight with it. If it's other we can ignore it. But if you see what it is, you're not separate from it. And that's the that's the end of the story. I could use that somewhere. Each person is going to practice this in a, in a different way. Some people need to, uh, when I say need, you'll, you'll know. There's no sales pitch going on here. I'm not trying to get everybody to move into the monastery. If I wanted that, then I would say the whole world should be a monastery now, and everybody should be monks, and everybody should train their mind. But that might be a few million years away, if ever. It doesn't have to come. Nothing has to happen. The demand for something else is the issue itself. The demand for something else. Uh, a very highly active form of ignorance. Something else, something else. Something else. We're doing that in our mind. As soon as something occurs that gives us any kind of difficulty at all, we abandon it for our thoughts about it. Is that incorrect? No, not not incorrect. We're not doing right and wrong. What are we doing? What are we doing? Just receive, and if you understand this path, just intend. Return to the vow. Return to that very simple structure, be with all things. No more war forever, as Chief Joseph of the Nezbysh said over a century ago, from where the sun stands now, I will fight no more forever. It was a realized being, at least in that milieu. So before the story, you have to actually see the story arise as, as what it is, as a description of something. And if you do anything with it, try to stop it. simply put it's just very simple sometimes people say sometimes you say the same thing over and over again yes i do i've been saying this repeating myself and that's because um, you need to be reminded if i'm saying if i'm literally saying the same thing over and over again what are you guys doing here just go listen to a recording So the edge of the story, that leading edge of the story comes up and that is your opportunity because it's still for a zillionth of a second, using time here, it is still textured. You you don't know what it actually is yet. And then we start pulling it apart, deconstructing it or constructing it into something about something else. Uh, This, this, and this about that, this, this, and this about that. Just observe that. Don't correct it. There's nothing to correct it's not the mundane path of getting better It's not the mundane path of healing I'm not against getting better and healing so let me say that yes you may need a therapist you may need a therapist before you start meditating or you may need a therapist after you've meditated for a year few years and find out there's some kind of a stone wall you can't seem to get through through retreat after retreat after retreat or through your teacher browbeating you trying to get you to look at the nature of your mind with the permission of the student, of course. maybe that. So different with each person, so incredibly different. That's so why it seems that it is very necessary to have a teaching person, a teacher, who can meet you in your mind. You might not think they're across the room or across the, across the, uh, the landscape, or in another country, or whatever, but that's the function of the true teacher: is to meet you where you're at in your confusion. So when the story comes up, you're sitting, you're walking uh, down a, uh, down the street, you know, going from the from finishing brushing your teeth to coming out into the other room to decide what you're going to wear, any other kind of things. coming on. there are stories constantly going. We're not. I'm not talking about not thinking or not not having stories. when the story comes up, it's dependent. On the rhythm. just don't do anything with it. No editing. Don't do it. When I say don't do it, how do you do? How do you do? How how do you do? How, how do you do? How do you do? How are you guys doing? Are you doing okay? How do you do? How do you do it? How do you do this? How do you do it is to see the way you can't quite do it. You watch the intention to stop having stories or stop believing in the stories, and you notice the tension there. Just observe that. Just observe that. Don't maintain it. Don't give uh, the seventh consciousness, the ego mind, the narcissistic, narcissistic mind, any opportunity to climb down on anything as some kind of a reference point or give the ego more gravitas than it's already stealing for itself. not easy to do that and not everyone is really ready to do that So this is why there's no marketing scheme at least we don't have one here we make it available this is what we're doing this is what you can learn this is what we're studying if you want to join there's no guarantee of anything we're not interested in results we're interested in what are we interested in what i'm interested in as a as a dharma teacher is intention encourage you to just intend Don't look and see if you're getting anywhere. You're not getting anywhere. There's anywhere to get. That's the relative model of you know, training, or getting somewhere, accomplishing something, doing something in your life. Again, I have to say, don't misunderstand uh, over and over because it's very easy to take what I'm saying and, and come to some kind of a conclusion. Which is the very thing I'm endeavoring to point at, don't do that. By watching you do it. Not against people writing poetry or building ships. Not against any, not really even against war. Just don't teach it. What do I teach? Fundamental fundamental level of what this is. Your mind, not the mind of someone who is already so ensconced in their beliefs, their opinions, their hope, and their fear that they're building battleships. To go and actually protest something that is, it's like protesting a volcano. Might look good to yourself, your ego-minded, at least you're doing something, or to others saying, oh, how brave, protesting the avalanche of uh, capitalism. Don't bother. Been around forever. The, the Intense greediness of society. This is why we have monasteries, why people go to mountaintops, why people just, had enough of this. But This is more than just, I've had enough of this. This is, uh, how do I see what is fundamentally true for myself? How do I see for this person, for this current human being? You have to look at all, the <coughs> all of the discontinuity, all of the garbage, and all of the confusion, the delusion. You have to look it right in the face without accepting it. Rejecting it or shutting down. Again, three poisons. <coughs> and you do that through just intention. Return to the cushion, return to the cushion, return to the Buddha, return to the Dharma, return to the Sangha, over and over and over again. Those stories are 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 kind of self-validating because they fit in with whatever's happening. Someone comes in the room and a story comes up about because we know them, we've met them before, or they're part of our family, and immediately the stories come up around what they're doing, what we should be doing, what they think they're doing uh, to us and they shouldn't be doing, and they want to apologize. I can just go on and on, as you know, as you can, we all can, they're everywhere. It's not about getting rid of those, it's not about being some kind of separate being who no longer has any uh, ayatanas, who no longer has any has any kind of a about pushing and pulling happening but it's completely flooded with occurrence completely flooded with the occurrence with no agreement no objection no shutting down this doesn't mean the story isn't there it's just that it's unreal even if it's if, if you could substantiate the validity the relative validity of that by saying yes they did do that. Or, yes, I do have lung cancer and I'm dying. Find out. Find out, because those kind of things, if nothing's happening now, yes, we can meditate and uh, go to the store and health is pretty good. But death comes without warning. This is not not meant to be threat or negativity or nihilism. It's just the truth. Human beings live, grow old, and die. Sickness, aging, and death. I want to take a look at that because if you, if you are identified with your body, mind, and your life, and your story, the story about yourself, you get a story about yourself, it's going to be very difficult when death comes without warning, either for you or for someone you dearly love. So we look at the story that gets triggered by this happens, that happens, then a story arises, a description or even a judgment or an opinion. We observe that floating to the surface of our mind and spinning around, and then we add on other. I shouldn't be thinking that. That that's incorrect. Just constant uh, chattering back and forth about what we should, what we shouldn't do, uh, why we can't seem to train our mind, because we have an idea of what a trained mind is. We have no idea what a trained mind is. There's no no description for it. All you'll see is the training is over. Not that there isn't learning or understanding. Of course there is. There's just no identity anymore. Identity has not gone anywhere. It's just been seen through. There's more there I can talk about, but if, uh, I'd be happy to go with questions if there are
1: some. Sure. Before the story, what's coming up for me is I have discomfort show up, and the story is how I could get rid of that. So. Food, smoking something like that but that texture seems to be really similar if not the same regardless of the story um what is that texture if there's not a story attached to it just texture
0: texture with no description it's it, it begin this is why it's a, uh, it's um, a threatening to ego because you're actually having something occur in your mind stream and you don't know what it is so then it's the texture with no story. Go ahead. So I, I, seem to have another step in between there. No, you don't. Stop lying to me. I got it. There's a story, but when the story goes away, there's discomfort. Yeah. Or negativity. There is. What is it? What is it? I don't know. Another layer. Perhaps more. Can we, can we drop below the, the emotional negativity to just the texture? It's a good question, and here's the answer. No, you don't even need to. Just stop rejecting it, accepting it, or ignoring it. And there'll be no credential. If you're doing that, the, the not knowing uh, is complete. It goes, use a metaphor, it just blasts through all the separation, so nothing is separate. So everywhere you see, everywhere you look, you see nothing else. You don't see something else. You might even say that everywhere you look, you see your teacher, not this old man, but you see the teaching showing up everywhere because the teacher has been pointing to it and you finally stopped ignoring it. More? further questions?
1: if the story is showing up is there some effort we should make to go to a before
0: a little bit you can look at the story and you can you can just notice you don't have to go there you just notice that before the story showed up there was a lot of space there not much was going on you don't have to it's always about awareness it's not never about particularly getting something oh you know, now I understand this deeply just
1: just observe that. Choose am Is there a way to go before the story when we're so wrapped up in the story that yeah. we're not clear that it's a story?
0: Oh, yeah. that you're able to describe that tells me that you're aware of that happening. Maybe in retrospect, not so much at the time it was happening. You just perhaps look back. Am I correct? So this is why it's so necessary to just. Return, return, return to the intention. Return to the vow. The Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha. The Bodhisattva vow to be with all things. Save all beings. Put others before yourself. There aren't any others, but you need, because we're stuck in the otherness, you need to start to do that. But with others, toward others, at the same time, we're, we're uh, we have a, have a teaching that says there aren't any. There aren't any. Separate beings. The separation is intense, and it, with all of the planet. The intense warfare. We're actually destroying the planet just because of the, of the tension between. Uh, so we might not be able to do that to save the planet, so to speak. But uh, that's uh, we can look at that. Uh, we need to. If you already are working in that area in some way, the most important thing you can remember if you're listening here is to train your mind to see clearly. So you're not looking at your ideas of things, you're not looking at the story about something rather than what is actually there. It's just not just a story that shows up, is triggered, dependently arisen by what you're pushing, pulling, and turning down, or turning away from, but also deeper and deeper levels of that. Dying.
1: Does someone who sees what this is still get wrapped up in a story? Good
0: because there's no preference anymore. So the dependent origination still continues they still have um, they still have the same quality as any other human being except there's no more conflict And, the, and the, the identity is not tied up in that particular being. If there's any identity at all it's just not separate. So, everywhere you look, there's your identity. There's anything you're separated you're separate from. You're separated because the body's over here, but they're not separate. They're fundamentally not separate. If you see it, the war is over. And you may teach, you may not.
1: But, what? what is before the story pointing at for a realized being that's caught up in a story? To paraphrase yourself. In the example of someone who sees what this is getting wrapped up in a story, what is before the story? No story.
0: story story's unreal. That's why you don't have to do I anything. Mean, you don't have to enhance it. You don't have to tamp it down, and you don't have to ignore it. It's unreal. It's independently risen. It looks like separation because of our mind that picks and chooses. It wants something better, something worse it's not that there isn't something like that going on. It's just, it isn't that we don't make decisions about things. So I'd rather really have this and, you know, if this looks okay. But, you know, I think it's a are doing this, we're still going to do that. But there's a broad understanding of what is happening or not happening in that situation.
1: What? Excuse Yesterday you had a bite of ice cream and I asked you, how can you have one bite of ice cream? And you said something like th- that. There was no time. Mm-hmm. Only if it is. so, I'm wondering what the before is if there's no time.
0: The time is an illusion. So well, it's not that. Well, it's not that you can't you can't do something that is addictive, that has uh, is a little bit more po- powerful than Chunky Monkey. Uh, there's nothing you can't do something that will just take you and make it. Just impossible for you to stay away from that. You want to get some of the look, these drugs that have been out literally they're so addictive. But that's that's a different situation. That's that's a, that's your whole body is sucked into that vortex. That's different. But for the question about what you're asking, that's a good area. It really is because you don't, you don't actually have to have any more. I didn't have to have that. You know, compulsion. But this, don't misunderstand, this doesn't mean that, oh, I, I've got control of my mind. I don't have control of my mind. There's no mind. There's no mind. If there's a mind, then there's going to be that kind of uh, compulsion or, or to get something and do something else. It's just that you don't have any demand for anything anymore. So therefore, you can fundamentally enjoy yourself. So I can. You know, my diet is very clear, laid out a certain way to try to provide some health or whatever's left here, and it seems to be working extremely well. But some idiot brought chunky monkey <laughs> and then put it in the damn freezer, and it's about three feet away from me, and that's my story. <laughs> so, but there's no, there's no fear of, of eating. Have a, have a spoon of ice cream and thinking I'm going to eat the whole container. I mean, I might, but I also might do that. Uh, as you know, there's a, what is the cookie story? Everybody likes to, <laughs> that's what <laughs> I was laughing about. <laughs> Trying to, ah, we know you really are. Right. This was a few years ago. Uh, Whose who's cookies were those?
2: They were in our freezer, but I was supposed to give them to my boss. Supposed
0: to give them to your boss when you're working on them? And I found them. And there was about oh, how many? 11? At
2: least a dozen. And I eat them all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same thing. There, there's, no, there's no control happening. I don't know how else to say it. But you can, you can, if you listen to that, if you have questions around it, it's very, very important. It's not something you can accomplish. There's no person. So, therefore, if the addiction itself, if there is one, is also dependent on the You don't have to join anybody's circus or anybody's. Coney Island of the Mind. Lawrence Berlinghetti um, won't mind. Yes. What's happening in the teacher-student relationship when there is more of a, a tight tightness on that situation, like an addiction? Like when I tell you don't don't do something, uh, it's just I'm, I'm functioning as a, as a part of your dynamic. You can't see you're not clear about it, and I see that you're not clear about it. So I say no, you can't drink. Whereas someone else uh, in the monastery, we don't have we have a brewery here. <laughs> you want to go there? There are breweries, but but we don't. So we do it as situation. So some one person, that I talk to them, if they say, "I want to have a I to have a, a beer in the in my where I'm wherever I'm at in the monastery complex in one of the buildings." And then it depends on who that is. I might say, "Yeah, that's right." I know that person, I know how their mind is, know what they're dealing with. I also know what you're dealing with. Therefore, I say no. But that doesn't mean that uh, tomorrow we don't, won't go down to the local pub and get loaded. That's possible. That's possible. Unlikely, but there's no boundary, there's no no, I'm not it's not a bragging point to oh a wonderful sound that has no walls of the mind. No, you don't have them either. They're illusory, but they but, and they are controlled and supported by hope and fear. Hope for something better, fear of something worth, simply put. You want something else? You want something else. This is a uh second noble truth. First noble truth is suffering. Life is difficult. You really hard. And it for some uh Some people, they they might say, Well, I don't see any problem, like you sometimes say. But it seems to be okay. But here you are a monk. Why would you do this if there weren't some kind of understanding of the first noble truth? And then, of course, the second noble truth is why is there suffering? Why is there difficulty in this human realm? Because we want something else. What we get, we don't want Chunky Monkey, we want Jerry Garcia. Those are ice creams. You guys all know that. Right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> we actually have both.
0: Okay. Oh no. <laughs> so more about that? Sure. Mike. What would it what would it be for me to see that um, over here, that dynamic that you're functioning as? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See the dy- dynamic and functioning then? Huh? You can't see that. Unless you do. There's no, there's no path to it. It is what you're looking at. Always looking at it. A, it's, a, it's an outrageous and startling teaching. And, and that's why I say to people, uh, I have permission to talk to anybody. I say, you don't have to become a Buddhist. Just look at the nature of mind. And use the sitting practice of meditation to train your mind to see clearly. And that initial seeing is about how crazy you are, how confused you are. Just keep going. You may need to receive vows, you may not. That's the situation.
2: A question from Chris Smith. How does someone handle narcissistic people who manipulate and do sneaky things to get in your way? Law has no authority.
0: You know, so uh, Chris, it's so situational there that just keep your distance. Train your mind. Spend the time that you were fighting or complaining about the people who are suffering, and that suffering manifests as trying to affect others. Anyone who's intensely suffering uh, can get rid of that suffering. By dumping on other people, controlling them, uh, imprisoning them. Uh, uh, there's, there's so much I don't need to say too much, but they won't. They don't know they're suffering. I've lost my picture here. Your account is signed in from another device. You have lost Susan, well, Susan Tiger.
2: One of Didn't change it from no. Susan. And Karen. <laughs> you take a
0: break. <laughs> oh, we are back. Or oh, we're back. One of
3: the two. Uh, Mark Bowing, there's a que- question from David. Okay. Uh, how, how would you respond to someone who is deeply attached to their emotional afflictions, Belling?
0: You know, again, you know, I keep saying situational because it's so true. It just depends on the person. If the person wants to train their mind and they were to come to me, then I would meet, meet them where they're, where they're at. I would meet them in the middle of their afflictions. They might not know I'm doing that. They might just think I'm being very stoic. I don't necessarily uh, act emotional, particularly. Although I might. And so then the idea there is to help see if the person really has uh, a wish, desire uh, to see the truth themselves. Or if they just are too in love with their afflictions or emotions and it's just too much of a love affair going on there. Because being all wrapped up in your emotions actually distances you from them. If you felt them as they are, it could knock you right off your feet. So I would, I would meet the person where they're at and see if they wanted to train their mind or not. If they didn't. I would say, "Well, good luck." Whatever it would be, very situation. But no, no, no advertisement, no, no promise. So that's a that's a mundane world, not interested in that kind of a dynamic at all. I have too many people that are willing to and wish to excuse me train their mind to see the truth themselves, which is what the Buddha did 2,500 years ago, as we understand it. Go ahead, Mark.
3: Uh, Mark Bowing, this is from Esther. Uh, Esther Bowing, uh, when you talk about dependent origination and seeing that we have no control over a particular situation, which all makes sense to me, it sounds a lot like accepting. Yet you, you say, don't accept. How is this different from accepting, Bowing?
0: Well, now, Esther, listen very closely. So uh, accepting it is this is what happens in the mind stream is the ego feeds off from I'm just accepting this and it will get a little morsel of congratulations out of one. Just learn to accept this. So it tends to shut down. It's one of the three poisons. It's very subtle. Ego, self-centered mind has uh, it gets its nutrition from that. It keeps living as an ongoing illusion of me, me, me and my stuff. But looking at what arises, dependent origination, doing nothing with it. And there again, you also have to watch the way you keep grasping, grasping, grasping. You just watch. Rather than let go of something, I say, look very closely at the way in which you have a hold of it. Look at the fixation, not just stop being fixated, even though I might have to say, don't grasp. But look, don't grasp? I know you can't stop grasping. I can't. I'm grasping this. But if I say, don't grasp, then your mind, through the sitting practice of meditation and your ongoing daily life, post-meditation, however you want to explain it, you get to actually see the way, and I use my fingers as an example, because the grasping is very, very complicated, much more complicated than uh, eight fingers and two thumbs. It's much more complicated than that. And so that by just watching, observing, being aware of the attachment, the attachment, because it gets its power to be attached through hope and fear, it starts to relax. It will start to relax. No guarantee. You can actually watch it disintegrate. Or it might disintegrate so fast that you wonder what you were even concerned with. Or what, what was the big problem with that? Because it's gone. And when it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. But if it needs to be there, respect, Confusion. respect that some forms of ways that we are uh, that we are confused need to be there because of dependent origination. But you just didn't pop up, like I would say about myself, I didn't just pop up 80 years ago. This body mind did, but who, who this is has been around forever, and so have you. It's not a credential. It's just the truth. If some of that confusion has to be there, is there a way we can appreciate that? Yeah. Good word. Just appreciate it. Just notice that, that some things have fallen away since you've been practicing here for several years. Some things are not really so bothersome anymore that might have been before. There's other things that are still kind of hanging around. Some of them are like a choke collar. Just, that yeah. Well, and what am I saying? Fight with anything. It's, it's as if you were to say to yourself, it's as if you were to say to yourself, it's as if, as, as if you were to say to yourself, I don't care if I have choke collar; or not, it make any difference. As it says in the Tibetan, Tibetan tradition, I think it's in the Tisha Seven Points of Mind training, but it might be somewhere else because of a scattered memory sometimes. But if it's better for me to be sick, let me be sick. If it's better for me to die, let me die. Better for me to live, let me live fundamental renunciation, without a renunciator, without a person who's surrendering. If I say, just give up or just surrender or don't hang on or anything, then it it creates an ego that's doing that. It will masquerade in such a way that it gets a credential and continues to exist as an illusion. And the wisdom mind gets covered up by uh, rain clouds, thunderstorms, bad weather of ego. Good weather to ego, but bad weather to the wisdom mind, which is just about this, this. Yes.
2: Another question from Chris Smith. Okay. Can you talk on love versus truth?
0: No. Give me, give me another question. you talk about love? I did a whole talk on love. Go listen to it. On all the different kinds of love. I probably missed or three. You can point those out to me. But truth and then truth, there's su- there's such fundamental situations that you can you can impute anything in there. Relative truth, absolute truth. Relative is up and down, back and forth, existence, non existence, absolute truth, nothing happens. That's why it's truth. A similar
2: question from Melissa in Portland. Melissa. What does the truth look like? Um, doesn't look like
0: anything. Has no credentials. Relative truth has all kinds of oh that shouldn't be, well that shouldn't be happening, well that's untrue and that's those people who are who are uh, adepts at being self centered and controlling others uh, know about oh relative truth. Uh, everybody's stuck on that, so they just lie. I mean call it a bald faced lie, they call it well. They, <laughs> uh, they just lie because it creates so much chaos. is why our country is such a So crazy right now because the the liars uh, come to the fore, which I'm sure you all noticed, and then they go away just like they did in the Peloponnesian Wars. It's been going on forever. It's it's just like, oh my gosh, we have to stop this so this never happens again. Then you might as well be chewing on a dog turd, (laughs) be saying that, spewing that kind of insanity. So this never happens again. And these people who are saying this are very kind, loving, supportive uh, people, but they get caught in the illusion in the of control against you know, people who, who have some insight into that and who are intensely self-centered, so intensely self-centered and so intent upon blaming everybody for everything that they don't actually feel the suffering. And they won't until the body mind collapses. Then they're going to get hit in the face. How do I know that? I don't know. Maybe nothing will happen. Maybe they'll all become angels. No guarantee. Not interested in outcomes. Spiritual materialism outcomes. This doesn't mean that we don't need a place to practice, that we don't uh, appreciate uh, all of the help that's come to us to actually purchase this very building that we're in, Karma House, and to support us to support this teacher to support this community of course we do so it's not we're not getting rid of relative truth and running to a mountaintop to, to some idealized life of a spiritual path or sacredness the mundane path and the spiritual path are not separate you have to see it you can't it won't work as a concept you have to see it you have to meet someone who who uh, doesn't differentiate between anything that can be dangerous So if you're
2: you
0: know, not up for that, you do something else.
2: Full long bowing. Long. Um, when you are observing somebody's story, and there's a history, there's a relationship, and um, sometimes uh, you know years of observing certain things of this person, um, and knowing certain things. Can lead to an understanding and more of an open. Other times it feels like uh, locking them into a certain thing. Well, this person usually does this and behaves this way. How, at what point in observing am I actually observing just what I'm seeing on that spot or following the story of history and past observations?
0: Good question. Uh, The the differentiation there will be usurped by ego if it possibly can do that. You'll become a, write books on it or something, or come up with some kind of theories. Not wrong, relatively may may be totally uh, correct, but there won't be any conclusion there. There's a conclusion, any kind of conclusion. Like I sometimes say, if you think you're awake, you're not, a very statement. Because there's, there, it is not a state of mind. It is, it is mind. It's even beyond mind. It's before the story. Therefore, you get to watch all the stories come and go. In your own mind and in the, in the minds of others. So you may be able to differentiate uh, more clearly, be more clear of your confusion, be more clear of the ways in the past, if I'm following what you're asking about, or your misunderstood things, but you, now you understand them a little bit better. That's all path. Ground path and fruition. Suffering, the path is shila samadhi and prajna or, or discipline, meditation, and wisdom or seeing the truth, and path quality. Until there's a fruition, it has no description for fruition. They try to describe it. There is no, call it enlightenment, call it realization, uh, call it uh, um, sahaj samadhi Samyak or all the other fancy words. But, but, it's, but it's, it's a way of describing so that one who is on the path and is struggling or having difficulty on the path, even though they've been doing it for years, is still having challenges, uh, but there's, to have that idea that there is a fruition, there is uh, the raft, uh, just need to keep paddling, keep going. Return to the wall, return to the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha, and the the vow to save all beings is the Mahayana path. Just continue to do that. Repetition, repetition. Intend, intend, intend. Everyone's doing this differently. Uh, A lot differently. If you, I had a a Tibetan teacher who taught uh, creation completion practice, which is very complicated and time consuming, and a, a Zen master who of course, comes from the the tradition of Zazan or Shikantaza. Very, very simple sitting practice. So, lots of ways. Gyokuro. Gyokuro.
2: Gyokuro Bowling. If you um, see dependent origination, do the stories change?
0: No. not, Not particularly. If I understand your question, I would I would say no. They're just stories. they just come and go. They show up, they hang around for a while. They they don't they don't they don't attract much uh in terms of uh it's, like, it's kinda of like uh watching a movie, uh which there's like fifteen episodes and after about eight episodes you've kind of seen enough. So you might continue to watch it, you might not. You might want to find out what happens to this one character. So maybe not a particularly good uh, metaphor for, but it's kind of like that. We just, uh, we just get we just get tired of the stories coming and going and coming and going. So we get kind of worn out, as Trungpa Rinpoche says. The way you, that uh, the path is like w- walking on ego, like it's a shoe you just never get it resoled or real, You just wear it out. There's something to that. Kevin, go ahead.
1: Kevin Bowing, <clears throat> earlier you mentioned, uh, when we talk to ourselves or talk to others saying part of me thinks this and part of me thinks that, and, and so on, which I frequently find myself doing perhaps as a double Libra, is that an opportunity to see beyond that separation bowing
0: so I would say a little bit differently. It was somewhat like what you're saying, but that's the opportunity to stop fighting with that separation. Stop, just be the separation. Be, be that. There's, there's only one Kevin, only one Sokason. So when we say oh, part of me wants to do this, part of me wants to move to Honduras, another part of me wants to move to Costa Rica, and I like countries that have two names. So I think I'll probably go to well, no, but Costa Rica. I understand there's a lot of Thieves down there will rob you. And since I'm very wealthy, well, I'm not really that wealthy. So maybe I should. You know, Honduras is pretty cool. I mean, the shape of the country is nice. I thought of having a tattoo like that on my forehead. And that that way, that way, if I did, well, you know what I'm saying. We just keep elaborating. I'm kind of silly when I do it because uh, I'm kind of a silly person. So, but but it's about watching that without stopping it in order to get a, a credential that you no longer are doing that. That's the that's the, the dangerosity there.
2: A question from Cameron Young's.
0: Cameron Young.
2: When I observe something such as the tendency to create a story as a form of justification, do I cease to observe when I label it as a justification?
0: Uh, a little bit. You can do a little bit of that, like labeling it. But I wouldn't uh, label it and then back away like you, you succeeded at something, but just, just label it. But let the story do whatever it wants to do. See, that's the justification. Include that in the story. It's like a, it's like if, if if your life was a comic book, we to go on funny books. Yeah. Not anymore, but, and one of the panels is showing your thoughts about the story. And then there's another thought bubble, and over the little bubbles will come up to the big cloud, and then that one is all says, justification, just justifying. So it, it, uh, as long as it doesn't interfere to try to stop the justification, then then just commenting just a, a slight comment, just justification, but only once. Don't proceed and keep justifying that same story. I mean, by um, describing that same story as a justification, because then it it starts to tilt over into materialism or spiritual materialism. We're trying to get somewhere using our thought patterns. We cannot figure this out. We cannot squeeze happiness out of samsara. I don't care how brilliant you are. Although I know, I'm probably wrong. I don't care. I don't mind being wrong. Tisho. Did I pronounce the Sahaj Samadhi right?
4: Yes, yeah, Sahaj Samadhi. Thank you. Uh, um Even before the story starts, when something shows up, is there a difference in the way that shows up for somebody who has seen through and somebody who hasn't? But-
0: I can't speak for... Others so much, but the way it shows, uh, it's it's just a story. We just so it, it doesn't doesn't stop showing up. It might show up, it might not. But there's no there's no uh, no follow up to that. There's no second you don't second the motion. Well, that's gone away. Finally, that's gone. Oh, well, I notice that's no longer there. It's, it's you, you don't do anything. It's very simply what it is. It's just Chunky Monkey. Nothing else. Just, that's all it is. It's not something you're addicted to or something you're worried about or something you need to stop. I'm using kind of an odd metaphor but it's like that. It's like something shows up and then there's an attachment to it uh, and food is a good one because uh, you know the, the only diet that really works is just don't eat. You know that might be a little devastating if you don't do that. Although there, I've heard stories of I think it's on YouTube where you can just look at the sun. I mean, who knew? Not to eat anything.
4: Just look at the sun. Every day come out and stare at the sun for 15 minutes. Go ahead, Shisho. Uh Chisho Bami. So even the acknowledgement of Chunky Monkey, isn't that itself a story of some kind? Yes, it
0: is. Uh, yeah. So again, it's not about stopping the story. Um, it's about Seeing that before the story, before the story, there there's a you could say there's a space in which the stories come and go. The stories come and go. They might come. They might leave. They might be around for weeks. They might come back over and over again. They might do any number of things. But the space in which they occur is not doing anything. And if I were to use a metaphor, I would say that if you're anything at all, you are that space. If there's any identity at all. You are the space in which things occur. Esther has a question, but I can't read it. If someone could.
3: Mark Bowing, Um Esther, how do you, how do we not get discouraged when seeing again and again that lies survive? Thank you, Bowing.
0: I, I just, uh, Esther, thanks for the question. But I think it's just a matter of persisting. And the lies out in the world are, it's, you don't have a bulldozer big enough to, to push those away, you can't do it. So that's too big of an avalanche it has been going on for centuries. Essentially, human race is full of confusion and lies. Not everyone, but a lot of it is just complete insanity that is supported by, uh, by religions, by political situations, and by philosophies. It's totally uh, wild and crazy. But if you're listening to this person, you're listening to, I uh, intend to teach the Buddha's Dharma as I understand it. and Start with the lies uh, in your own mind. Start with it. Look at that, look at that and don't correct them. So this is what happens out in the world. We try to stop people, correct people, throw them in jail. and just perpetuates the circularity, thinking that there's someone else who's bad and this person over here is. It's a victim, and they're nice. You can't have a perpetrator without a victim. You can't have a victim without a perpetrator. if that's what you think of that as rationalization, then you're not looking at it very deeply. And you might not be able to look at it deeply with the intellect. You might have to look at it deeply uh, by losing your mind. This is a crazy wisdom form of the Buddhas of the Three Times. This is why it's called that. Because it feels like insanity to ego oh my God, I can't lose my reference points. I don't know who I am. No, you might find out who you actually are. Stop fighting with your minds. Stop fighting with anything, including the projection of the mind out into the world. of oh, There's where all the violence is out there. I'm totally peaceful here. If the world would just clean up the then I could relax. I'm not accusing you of, any, of anything, Esther. I'm just saying that Don't ignore what's happening in the world, but also don't use what's happening in the world to to be to go into some kind of a dynamic that is just uh, just more politics and more fight and more struggle and people people with white hats and people with black hats. So find that here. Find the as soon as you see a part of me, part of me, a part of me. That's the very nature of warfare. That's the very nature of, of politics. Don't fight with it. Don't pick sides. No, picking and choosing, as it says in the Sutra, picking and choosing is the disease of the mind. not to pick or choose anything. You may find yourself selecting or picking and choosing things, but it's not coming out of a uh, insane grasping or greediness or fear. It's just coming out of a, a preference for Chunky Monkey over Jerry Garcia it's just very simple there's no big big philosophy behind it by using those ice cream names and saying it's difficult to say directly in words what this is so we we continue to use various kinds of metaphors and ideas around it, but it's not separate I mean, you had one, mm-hmm.
2: but forget it. you say you meet us in our confusion. I do. How do we receive that bowing?
0: There's no words for it, but you're doing it. Everyone in here is, and I don't. I can't say that for everyone. Uh, on the Zoom screen, but there's gotta be some kind of uh, connection or you would not be here. You're just here because you have nothing else to do. Unlikely. Yuheng, you have a question?
4: Bao Ying, How can I look at the difference between how fast I caught up from the story and how slow I caught up from the story? Ying,
0: um, You know, just your question, uh, Young, just your question tells me you're doing that. It's just, but it's, your question, is it's like, it's uh, to you to uh, change the metaphor from a story into walking up a mountain. It's like you're asking, you, the teacher is everywhere on the mountain. The teacher is the mountain. Or the teacher is anywhere on the path that you turn and ask the question. There's the teacher right there. And the te- this teacher is telling you, we keep going. That you're, the nature of your question uh, tells me that you're on the path, but uh, you're not sure What's ahead of you? And I'm saying, just keep, just continue. Return to the wall, return to wall gazing, return to the Buddha, the Dharma the Sangha. Whether you do it officially or not, that would be up to you. That's your particular karma. Since you asked me the question and I say, as the teacher, I think you've asked me to function as your teacher, as I recall. And that's where I'm coming from. I'm telling you, uh, I'm not saying don't worry about it particularly, but I'm just saying, you the very question that you're asking me How do I? How do I? I, You're doing it. You're just not getting the kind of result that your ego mind is used to getting from the materialistic orientation, getting better, improving. This is why I don't uh, teach uh, meditation to try to improve. Though when I teach in uh, when I taught in uh, drug rehab situations, have a different kind of situation there. So then, people are not necessarily going to become Buddhists. So I have no interest in. You know, I'm proselytizing. although know, I'm a monk, so I'm going. Some of that's going to show up. But basically, get get to know yourself. And so, if you have the the, the Buddhist path, it's a lot more support. There's a lot more support. And it's more extensive. But someone could just sit down, and face the wall, and and not be quite so uh, uh, might not have quite so strong a belief in their ideas, their opinions, their judgments of others and themselves. Any other questions?
4: Hong um, Paoing. Yeah, I have another question, actually. You often say that put others before ourselves. If there is no self and there, there are no others, how, what do you mean put others before?
0: just use the, yeah, Just use the illusion of others you believe there are others, more than likely. I think there are. Just just do that. Use the structure of the of the stage play. You're on, you're on stage. It's a play. It's unreal, but it sure as all looks real. You just go ahead and relate to the things as they are, as they show up, or as they say they are. You don't have to convince anybody of anything. But yeah. Just uh, uh, just it's, it's unreal ultimately, but relatively it's real. Meet it in the relative reality. This is a start, this is called the path. There's a ground, is confusion and suffering, otherwise we wouldn't be here. And the path has all kinds of aspects to it. And one of them is return. Use the structure of the Three Jewels, the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha, if you need it. If you don't, then do something else. Uh, I'm very biased as far as, I think, the reason I'm biased is I would not be here if it had been for two incredible uh, Mahasiddhas, Dharma teachers. So, uh,
2: So, Kharan so, bowing. in the teaching of the Skandhas, where does this story show up? And where are you pointing to as before the story, bowing?
0: Yeah, this, uh, so there's form, feeling, be kind of literal about it, uh, form, a feeling, a perception, out through the sense fields, uh, concept or the thinking process, and uh, consciousness of the six sense fields and their objects. So it's a pretty complicated mess of stuff happening: uh, perceiving, uh, conceptualizing, relating to the body being here, giving us the feeling of solidity, solidity of being somebody right here. And uh, so the first one is of course the the form, and all the other the other four are basically aspects of consciousness of feeling, perception, concept, consciousness. And so uh, see the space between those. Don't get rid of those, but see that there's a tremendous amount of space between perception and uh, concept, tremendous amount of space between the body. The body has its own unique, um, self-existing, its own unique presence in the world. That's why it's so damn convincing that we are this body. So this is why awareness practice uh, Look at form, feeling, perception, concept, consciousness, or memory and consciousness, is another way of saying it. Look at them closely and notice that they, they don't need, they, they join together in a sense like little children holding hands so they could be somebody. But perception by itself is perception only. This is a teaching, this is a Yoga teaching. Of, of, there is no, there is no duality, there is no other. And there's no self. There's just perception. There's also just body. There's just feeling. Just thinking. Just the 6 sense fields and their objects. Just that. They don't hook up to structure some kind of a belief in a solid being and support that. Not easy. You can't really do this. You start out with the intellect, and we start out with the thinking process, and we go through and uh, move it around and try to look at it. But eventually, it has to be done with the awareness. Lack of a better word of bowing.
1: Um, there seem, it looks like a story can come up, but then that's for me not as much as the issue as when it's like constricted or really tightened around. And then the belief kind of shows yes. up with that. What causes that constriction?
0: Fear. Fear. You may not feel afraid because the constriction keeps you from being afraid. That's what constriction is about. That's what the vagus nerve is about. That's why frogs, if you run right up to them, some frogs will jump and other frogs will sit there. Do I know about biology or frogs? Not much. Just Saying that that's, it's that same kind of a constriction. So it's, it's like a hideout. It's like a, if you didn't say, like a trunk firm, but Jay would say it's like a cocoon. Just build a wall, the walls of the mind. So it protects the soft-centeredness, constriction. And it, and it works, relatively it works, because you don't feel afraid. You just feel constricted, so take your pick. Wait a minute. No picking and choosing. More? Why would, and I, I, I do that. I opt for the constriction when it's painful. Why? Why? Because the pain, the, 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 the no constriction is not only really as uh, another kind of pain, but it's also terrifying because the, the self-centeredness does not really, ri- it, it, we actually just believe, we take for granted we are somebody. So to, to be presented with, you aren't anybody in particular, one of the metaphors that is often used, but we're like, like a grain of sand. Like, uh, your actual, who you actually are is nothing in particular. no one. You may function as a, as how oh, you're functioning. You may function as a, a farmer in Iowa. Fundamentally, are not anyone at all. Most you know, solid the person. Who, you know, this is terrifying. What? Can, if I'm in the midst of that tendency to constrict, to constrict yeah. can I begin to relate to the fear that that's covering up? Look at the constriction. Don't look at the fear, uh, ego will provide you with all kinds of ideas about fear. You're just too smart for your own good. Say that. It must sound like your dad is long gone. It sounded like him. <laughs> You'd be long gone. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, I'm saying, I'm just saying, your your mind is you. You're a particular style. You're very good at at um, going in and moving those those concepts around to continue to build a, a barrier around that soft spot in the center, which is the belief that there's somebody there. It's protecting. If there's anyone there, there's, there's something there, but it's imputed and it's a, it's a imaginary. It's a uh, hard to call it, a Imaginary nature.
1: But. Anyone? So hit, the way it's been showing up lately is I can see that mechanism you're describing, but that looks to be painful, like just the constant need to move all that stuff around. I do with that?
0: Just observe. Just keep practicing. You know, if I go into some kind of intellectual or conceptual idea or anything other than just receive, you're able to explain what and describe what it is, receive that. Receive it. Don't abandon it for something else. Don't correct it. Don't fix it. Just observe. Can you do that? Just do it for a couple years and come back and see. Yes?
2: When communicating maybe with another Sangha member about a difficulty that we're having, it seems like putting it into words builds up that story even more. Is there a way to communicate without strengthening the story?
0: Um, it's a challenge. The way that, I, as you know, the way I recommend is if it's if it looks like it's an intense situation, sit down face to face, bow to each other, give it thirty seconds, to a minute, or two minutes, depending on what your relationship is that is with that person. Just look them in the eyes, and that will help return to your original uh, uh, orientation of even wanting to be around that person in the first place. Give you some kind of a, a basis that's not particularly solid. It won't feel like a reference point. And then one or the other would start to talk about that issue. Is, is this not addressing what you're talking about? You've done some of that, haven't you? Is that helpful to do with that one? Okay. Is there another situation, that you're talking about something that you're you're just in the kitchen and somebody comes in and you know gets something out of the refrigerator or something like and sets it down and walks away and doesn't doesn't put the chop suey away or something? You say, "Hey, let's have an interview." can see you doing that. So, in other words, to make sure that the container for the communication is very strong, especially when there's an emotional kind of reaction happening there rather than just blurt something out to somebody, uh, you could. Yeah, so if the other person is not a meditator, you could uh, just ask them to sit at the table for a minute and say, uh, and if they immediately start to talk or to defend themselves, or say, "Well, say, give me just a minute, I need to, let me just settle down here. And if you say, put it on you, uh, tell them to settle down. they just say, let me just settle down. Uh, don't drop your gaze to the floor, but drop your gaze away from their eyes down to the table. Doc. And then you'll know you'll intuitively you know when you can raise your gaze and begin to say, you know I I would like to talk to you about trying to cooperate more with, with jobs in the kitchen. Then the person because what you've actually done is you've given them something to receive your body, uh, not shutting down, but just dropping your gaze so they get to look at you. So fundamentally, we're not separate from each other. When one person begins to practice, the other person does too, whether they know it or not. That person, you're actually that person, is starting to train their mind just by watching you do nothing. So you're kind of situationally uh, not trying to don't don't recommend that they meditate. That's going too far. But they know you meditate. You can say you say this, just set it up. Say they need really need to talk to you about just can you give me a minute? And They're sitting at the table. You're sitting. Just drop your gaze from them. They will watch you. They might get a little antsy. It doesn't matter. Everybody gets antsy when they first learn to meditate. And they may never, that may never occur to them that that's what's happening to them. And it doesn't need to. Nothing needs to occur. More. where are we at? Do you, have, do you have a final question out there? I don't know what the time is. You homebuy. Yes.
4: You often say no separation, so the spiritual path and mundane path is not separate. So personally I feel like my spiritual path is is based on the mundane path. It's manifested uh, through the mundane path. That's what I understand right now. So my question is, fundamentally, is there a difference between me doing lots of things daily and a monk uh, in monastery, just doing uh, carry the water, chop the wood. Fundamentally, is there a difference?
0: Well, fundamentally, no. Not different. Um, yeah, not different. Um, if you have a further question around that, I respond to it. I feel like there's, a, there's more to that than what you're asking about. If so, if not, that's fine. <coughs>
4: Hong Ying, yes I do because you mentioned that just uh, look very simple, just chop the wood, carry the water. However you also mentioned that if I remember correctly, you mentioned that each experience is also different. So I'm just wondering that through the simple reputation with each time difference, whether it's sort of similar as the mundane path, for me is doing lots of things daily.
0: If I understand your inquiry correctly, then uh, I, I have no other response other than yes. Just continue. Very important for you to continue. It's to, the intention, try to reflect on that a little bit. The intention, it's the intention to wash the dishes. Uh, it's your intention to prepare a meal, it's your intention. Of course, we, we have what we call result, but in the spiritual path, uh, the, the intention is what starts to move us from the mundane path of, I do this, this happens, I do this, this happens, which is the pratitya or dependent origination. Now we're going to go into a situation that is, that actually transcends that relative. And so just, just keep going. It's a matter of continuing to go, continue to ask questions, and continue to meet with the, with the, the teaching. Uh, the teacher of the teaching and the community, as you've
4: been doing for last year. Yihong Baoying, I think I really want to ask is, for me, is I have a desire and inspiration to practice one day in monastery. However, for my situation now, I'm not able to yet. So mm-hmm. I sort of have the desire, it could be the spiritual materialism to to. Achieve, word want that attainment.
0: Uh, that's okay. So, uh, some, several people occasionally mention they'd like to come here and visit. Uh, so perhaps you could do that. You have two children. Uh, you could maybe arrange it so that you could you could come here to visit for a couple of days at some point. You're not that far when I mean, you're far, you're away, but it's not, certainly you certainly get a little bit of a taste of it like that. Before you, um, your kids out. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, you're, what is happening with you, you hung, is exactly what needs to happen. It's exactly what needs to happen. So there's no, you, know, if it's meant, if you're meant to live in a monastery and <clears throat> either live here or be a monk or whatever, you won't be able to stop it. You won't be able to help it. It's, it will occur. And it will occur exactly when it needs to occur. How do I know? I don't know. I don't know specific things. I couldn't sit up here and presume to even teach anybody anything. If I if I was going out of knowledge, I don't have knowledge. I don't really have anything.
4: Thank you. Bye.
0: Thank you for the question. Are we at the end of our sojourn? Okay, so we'll dedicate the. Uh,
1: May the merit of this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. ji ho san The Three Worlds, All Buddhas, All Venerable Ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, The Great Prajna, Paramita, All Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the Ten Directions and the Three Times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokopoji, Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering and fill them with light.
4: If you value the teachings of Sokozan and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokukoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokukoji.org.